What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? Oh, my God. I'm so excited, guys. So, as you know, in Cap, because you brought the Los Bukis jackets, I was not able to go to the concert when they were at SoFi. But just announced, Los Bukis will return to the L.A. Coliseum for August 18th, 20th, and the 21st. Tickets go on sale on fri- for this Friday, May 6th at 10 a.m., Ticketmaster. So, you know, I'm going to be trying to get tickets for me and my mama this time. I will make it happen. I felt so bad when I couldn't take my mom last time. So, if anybody has a cook-up, let a girl know. And I'm not saying... <laughs> I'll let you hear me. I'm not saying free, okay? I'm just saying I just want the tickets, you know? Because even getting in, like, I wasn't able to get the, the Kobe shoes. So, I was, like, just getting in to try to get them. Like, I don't need, I don't need free stuff. I just need to get them. I just need to buy it. So. All right, I'm not going to go to Los Bukis at the Coliseum. Of course you're not. It's okay. No, no. The reason is huh? I just don't love stadium concerts. Mm. You know, I always feel like stadium concerts are always just, they're just too big, and I never feel like I really get to groove with the band. You know, like even tonight, I'm going to go see Pearl Jam tonight, 12,000, which is a lot, but it's small enough, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, at the Coliseum for Los Bukis, what do you think we're talking about, Eighty five, ninety thousand 90,000 a night? I don't know, man, but like imagine all those like Latinos and Mexicans, a huge party, I'm with it. Like, I'm so with it. Like, you don't even understand. Well, let's go. Yeah, we can just go and tailgate. We don't have to actually go in. We can hear it from outside. Dude, let's do it. I'm so down. Imagine like all your mom, like my mom's, like your aunties and all that, like getting lit. I'm down. <laughs> I mean, you just threw an imaginate at Cap. I feel like that's hilarious. <laughs> like, I know, you might, right. Like, I love it. Imagine, right. that's, that's what it means. Imaginate means imagine. Like, yeah, imagine that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm in. I'm in for the parking lot party. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm in for the show itself. <laughs> All right. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. So let's finish this conversation we were just having about Phil Jackson being a big part of this committee right. with the Lakers. And my thing is this: it's like you kind of keep going to this same well, right? Like when the place is in trouble, it's like you go back into your past. At some point, you have to go into the future. And again, it's not to say that go, having Phil Jackson as a resource is a bad thing. I'm just saying, where is the future? I hear what you're okay. saying. Listen, I, I'm not. I don't think what you're saying is wrong. I mean, look, I'm nostalgic, okay, and I love the Phil Jackson, Shaq, Kobe, Laker era. So for me, I look at that and I go, Phil Jackson got more rings than anybody else. Phil Jackson was able to lead Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and that whole crew of characters in Chicago. And then proving what kind of great coach he is, granted, he got Shaq and he got Kobe and he got Fish and he got a lot of guys, Rick Fox and that whole crew, but he's the guy that had to mix the drink. He's the guy that had to play psychologist, and he's also the guy that had the triangle offense. Your point is well made on me, George, that as great as Phil Jackson has been in his career, he's old school. The question is, where's the new brain power? Where's the new idea? Where's that new set of eyes? Where's somebody who might have a dissenting opinion because they're not part of the Laker family? And I think that's fair to ask that question. Mm -hmm. And as much as it's hard for an organization to say, well, we got Phil Jackson. He's the greatest coach in the history of the league. Maybe what they ought to do is get a little uncomfortable in the room. Right. I I, I do think that that is 
productive. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. And I'm not saying Phil won't be willing to be uncomfortable in the room. I'm just saying new ideas, fresh blood, that helps. Make that decision. Put someone in that front office in a full-time capacity that can be a real assistant to Rob Palenka. And, and, you know, like, there, there shouldn't be any insecurity about bringing someone in from the outside who has a real track record and that you feel comfortable with during the interview process. This should not just be a coaching process. There should be an interview process for the front office as well. Um, and, look, you can apply this to everyday life. Our, our friend Siobhan um, Monterrosa, um, she is an educator. She just tweeted us and said, I agree with Sedano. In K-12 through education, we tend to hire a company to gather candidates for a new superintendent, and then the existing board picks from there. My thought outside perspective is necessary to avoid making the same bad decisions. Yes, you're just still you're creating this circle of just the same thing, right? Well, like listen. It's just this, this, this cycle of the same thing over and over and over again, and at some point you need to just push forward. Without having to always go to go backwards, go, going backwards is fine. I'm not saying again. I'm saying that the Phil thing is a good thing. What I'm saying is, where's the new blood in this yeah. conversation? Yeah. Well, think about when you talk about new blood. You ready? Let's think about examples. Here's a couple. Um, so when Sean McVay was hired by the Rams, I mean, yeah, he was an up and coming assistant coach. But he wasn't exactly like the whole world was going, there's the next great NFL head coach. Yeah, somebody took a chance on a guy, right? Right. And he's rewarded them by going to and then winning a second Super Bowl. Two Super Bowls in his short NFL head coaching career because somebody had the guts to take a risk and say, let's not go in the safe way. Let's go in the risky way. Here's another example. Um, You think about a guy like Theo Epstein. When Theo Epstein, who was first hired by the Boston Red Sox as their general manager, George, he was like 32 years old. Yeah. You know, the guy had been bar mitzvah the year before. The guy was just starting to shave. Okay? He was 32 years old, fresh out of law school, but he was already forward thinking, analytically speaking. And so somebody said, you know what? I don't care that he's 32 years old. I'm going to take a chance on this guy. And he rewarded the Red Sox with their first World Series in like 100 years. And then he went to Chicago and duplicated it with the Cubs. Right. So where is that McVeigh guy? Where's that where where's that Theo Epstein person? By the way, not just a guy anymore. Could be guy or girl for that matter. Where is that fresh blood? I think that's a completely fair question to be asking. Yeah, and I'm just curious. I'd love to hear from Laker fans. Like, we don't open the phones all that much on this show anymore, um, particularly about sports. I mean, we generally do over nonsense. But Although there uh, seems I, to be a lot of people on Twitter that are excited that today they got into their car and they're like, Oh, my God, Sedano and Cap are talking sports. What the hell is going on today? I mean, we can stop if you want. I, mean, I don't know. You know I, mean, I want to get back to that conversation about Mason going to the bathroom with his laptop. I mean, I'd like to have that conversation. You know? uh, and a lot of people on, uh, and by a lot of people, I mean one, on our, in our community on Twitter are uh, mentioning that those panel interviews are awkward. Yes. Like the we were saying, you're doing a panel. Oh, interview. right, 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 right. Yes, with like yeah, multiple people there interviewing one person. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like when so I have anyway. a Zoom call, when I, sometimes George, I don't know if it's like this for you, but I have a Zoom call, and yeah. it's like there's a person on the other end, and I got me and two other dudes that work for us. I'm like, hey, why don't one of you guys not be in here? Or better, what you know what? I'll tell you what, I won't be in it because I don't need three of us against one of them. 
where we're all trying to talk and everybody's trying to do their thing. It's just too many voices. A panel interview, five people versus one person. Especially on Zoom. Ugh. It's different if you're sitting so, across from them. So let, let me ask you this question. If you're if if you're the Lakers, okay, do you also believe it's smart to take your time on the coaching hire? Like where the alleged timeline according to reports is just before the draft? I don't I don't have a huge, huge, huge problem with taking your time. I'd rather I'd rather find the right person than the available now person. I'd rather take my time and really get to understand who's out there. Because, George, I think that the next Laker coach needs to be the, the Laker coach for like the next four or five years. I mean, I, I just don't think you can hire a coach and then get to, the end, get to this time next year and go, you know what, this is a disaster, it didn't work, now let's fire this guy. Which is, by the way, why I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I'll share it yet again. I actually think the Lakers should bring Russell Westbrook back. I really believe that oh, if you're – if please. no, seriously. Seriously. Now, you might call me selfish in this opinion because you know that I think Russ is phenomenal content and I like his post-game press conferences more than I like his game. So I, I may be being a little selfish. But seriously, if I'm LeBron James, I'm like, man, we played 21 games together this year. Everybody laughed at us. What a disaster. We didn't even make it to the plan. You know what? Give us 60 games together and let's see what we can do. I'd be trying to fix it rather than just trying to, like, change the whole roster. So um, DJ Trunks tweeted us. He actually tweeted me and then tweeted someone else named Scott Kaplan, whose Twitter handle is not yours. Yours what is, is it? actually Yours is actually just your name, at Scott mm-hmm. Kaplan. Mm-hmm. This guy is Scott Kaplan, but it's at the Kaplan method. Well, I do have my own method, you know, George. Yeah, different kind of method, though, I would say. So he tweeted the wrong person, but what I would say to DJ Trunks is, let me read his tweet first, and then I will um, respond. Are you ready? Yeah. Listening to Ad Sedano and at the Kaplan Method, who apparently is just your doppelganger, Scott Kaplan, um, telling the most successful franchise in sports history how to run its front office and not look back to the past, hasn't this been the winning winning formula for 17 titles? Um, Here's what I would say. Has it been the winning formula when they've made – the playoffs three times in the last 10 years they won one championship but would they have won that championship if lebron james didn't want to be in la uh the answer is a resounding and obvious no right that wasn't rhetorical was it no no so okay like yes i i think it's fair to criticize the organization when they've made the playoffs three times in the last 10 seasons look we said it earlier and i know i feel this way and by I the love way, Phil Jackson. Not, not to mention, the last two seasons have gotten progressively worse. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're trending downward, not upward. Right. I mean, since the bubble and since that championship, they made it to the playoffs and got knocked out in the first round, and then they didn't even make it to the play-in. So they are trending downward. So when who, what's this person's name? The Kaplan Method guy? DJ what's his name? Trunks. No, DJ, DJ Trunks. Trunks. Whoa, wait, wait, you, what, you, nobody can say. Nobody can give any advice to the Lakers? They have to always do it the old school way? Yeah, I no, think no, that's you should the never point evolve. Of... You should never evolve. DJ never Trunks. Evolve. What kind of trunks is he talking about here? I'm junks in the trunk? I'm swimming trunks? What kind of trunks are we talking about here, DJ I Trunks? Don't I don't know. Talking about the kind of trunk in the back of a car? I mean, come on, DJ. Yo, yo. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. DJ Trunks. Why are you such an idiot? What are you talking about, this guy, DJ Trunks, and the Kaplan Method? Who's the Kaplan Method? He That's thought it was you, but it was some other guy. But it, it feels like it's weird because your name is actually your Twitter handle. Well, that's because probably in like 2009, when everybody was like, have you heard about this thing, Twitter? And I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. What do I care when people are eating or when they're going to the bathroom? And I'm like, I don't know, but I might as well just see if I can get my own name. And I got my own name. And you know how many, there's a million Scott Kaplan's in the world. Well, <laughs> you know, there's only one, but you know what I'm saying. The Kaplan method. That, that's what this guy found. That's what you're really method? mad about. You're not even mad about his criticism. You're mad about the fact he tagged the wrong guy. That's right, I am. That's right, I am. Yeah. Looks like the Kaplan Method is into some crypto, George. Maybe you should follow him. And by the way, he's from Miami, the, the Kaplan Method. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. I haven't looked at that. I haven't looked. Yeah. I just saw he's at the Kaplan Method. Just looked at his bio. Scott to check him out. Yeah. Maybe you Ka- should I'm reach gonna, out to him. He, I'm going to follow the Kaplan Method. I'm going to follow. I'm giving him a follow. <laughs> I am. I'm following him. We, we should have the audience all follow him, and then randomly right. he's like, how are all these people following me? Right. How did I go from 235 followers to 1,000 <laughs> like followers? Yeah, right. exactly. who, who are these people in Los Angeles that, are, that care about the Kaplan method? <laughs> we should blow this dude up today. Uh, all right. Let's open the phones. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, plus... There was something today in the football world that just completely set me off. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well on the other side. Stick around. 710 ESPN back in two minutes and 10 seconds. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture wicking, and provides USPF 50 plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Yeah, Cap, you know this song? You know I know this song, George. Come on now. What's it called? There's a lot of songs I don't know, but this one I do know. What's it called? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. See, this one I don't even yeah, yeah on. I do my uh-huh. Miami, D.C. prefer Versace. All the skinny mosquito. See, I, ed- I edited myself there. Good. Nice job. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. Come on, and he had, we, we had the edited version, clearly, so it didn't have it either, so. So Come on, Cap. Paused at the same time. You really don't know the name of the song, Chris? Was, literally just I don't said know. It. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Can't you see? No, he sometimes. said it. Right. So Did I don't know. You, Is that not the name of the song? The just hypnotize me. Yeah. So what's what's the name of the song? I just hypnotize. said hypnotize. Oh, what's the big deal? Who cares? It's not like you don't know the song. You got to know the name. What album was it on, George? What uh, album was it on? What year did it come out? Life after death, bro. Yeah. Really? Did you just Google that? No, I just said it. Oh, Lindsay said it. We said it at the he same time. Yeah, no, nah, no, no, no. Lindsay said it first. She gave it to you. 
She gave it to me. It's on my. Do you want me to text you from my iPhone? Biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, DJ Trunks, by the way, has now tagged you properly. Yeah. Thank you, DJ. Yes. And hey, DJ, I like that Angels hat. You got some good looking kids around you, man. You know, you look like a happy dad. Way to go, DJ Trunks. So maybe he's not a DJ. Maybe that's actually his name, George. Yeah, it could be just his name. It's like maybe David Jose or something. Could be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, DJ Trunks. Anybody following the Kaplan method now? <laughs> I don't know, but we should find out. That guy all of a sudden if he gets a bunch of follows. It'd be funny. Uh, oh, look, there you go. Some guy just tweeted us that he just followed the Kaplan method. <laughs> he just added like 10 new followers. <laughs> I did too. I followed him also, man. <laughs> he just added like 10 new followers to the Kaplan method. I know. We got to tweet at him, though. We got we to gotta tag him in some things. No, he's going to realize like that he's getting tagged and stuff now. That's gonna have, let's just let the audience do it. Um, so anyway, we got some people on hold that want to chat about this. Let's go to Rodrigo in the LBC. What's up? Hey, what's going on, George? What's up, pal? You too, Cab. What's going on? Yo, what's up, Rod? All right, so I got a question here. Uh, it might be a few questions. Um, the first one is I do agree that the Lakers need to evolve because just like the dinosaurs – they were always the biggest one in the room, and since they didn't evolve, they end up extinct. That's what Ooh. I'm afraid for the Lakers. Ooh. Wait, I thought yeah. they became extinct from a meteor. Well, I mean, let's not get too Okay, okay, okay. I mean, extinction okay. is extinction, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's Rodrigo yeah. dropping some history on us. Come on. Yes, yeah. Go ahead, Rodrigo. What's the next question? <laughs> and the next question is this. Um, and it pertains from yesterday's call. I couldn't get through. I got through, but then I had a, you know, kids practice. But anyway, yesterday's call was about, um, as far as keeping Russell Westbrook, which, uh, Cap believes is cool, which I think it's cool because, and George, maybe, maybe you can relate to this as far as, um, I don't know how to crunch numbers on that, but I, I don't know if it's best to, I feel like it's, it's best to keep Russell for one more year unless he has a, a an option uh to keep after after next year wouldn't it be better no no this is this Russell? is his opt-in yeah year yeah we're, we're this is it right here yeah oh okay so i mean i prefer to keep one bad uh one last bad contract start all over or like you guys were been, have been mentioning as far as it might be intentions to someone towards the end of the you know like the trading deadline to say hey go get off your books and all that good stuff instead of instead of picking on maybe two bad contracts from to us from some other team you know, as far as yeah, but the problem like is the, the, Lakers, the Lakers are still going to be like their cap situation is still messy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you almost want players like I get that, the, you know, you but you're basically saying that you hold on. I, I got to look at their cap. Exactly. Just give me a second. here. All right. While because, you look at the cap, right. listen to me. Let me let me explain this to you. Why I think this is the case. If you're LeBron James and you're Anthony Davis, you have a lot to prove all of a sudden. You know, people have ridiculed you. You you were the GOAT going into the season and coming out of the season. I mean, there's no respect, I don't believe, from the young guys of the league for LeBron right now. And LeBron's got he got a he gotta totally change what happened last year. And if yeah. you're gonna change the roster for the third straight year, I got news for you. Chances are you're gonna get pretty much the same results. So to me, I'd yeah, rather and, and fix just, what I got. So so let me let me do it this way for you, okay? I've got the numbers. So let's just say that you keep Russell Westbrook, okay? And you're basically saying let it let, ride it out next year with him, right? Is what you're saying? Right. Right. Okay. 
you ride it out with him next year, but then you run the risk of losing LeBron, perhaps. Because if you tell him he's definitely going to be here next year, all of the year, he's LeBron could very well just be like, so you're going to waste another year of my career on a guy that doesn't work with us? Like, that... That's not ideal, you know, and then he doesn't sign the extension. He goes into free agency, and then you ha- you run the risk of losing LeBron. Forget about Russ, because Russ is a distressed asset in this case, and I hate referring to players that way, but that's just the way – I'm just telling you the way that front offices look at it. Um, but you run the risk of losing LeBron for nothing, like nothing. Like he can walk, and yeah, that, but George, would be, that would be gross mismanagement as well. Yeah, but George, let me tell you something. If LeBron James plays next year and doesn't sign the extension – and Russell Westbrook plays all of next year for the Lakers, and obviously he's not going to sign an extension, at the end of the year, there goes LeBron, there goes Russ, and it's start over time. And right. Listen, but you still have Anthony Davis on, on, on you, you got on, two more years. And Taylor Horn Tucker. Yes, you have a clean slate. You only got $50 million. You're going to have $70 million, $65 million or whatever to spend. But then the problem is, who are you going to get? I'm not sure about that, but here's what I do know. LeBron will be 39 at that time. I, I, I understand. But my question is, who, who are you going to get? Well, as of today, my answer is, don't know yet. Okay? Um, but I'll leave that to the professional basketball executives who get right. paid the big so bucks to figure it out. Names. Let me give you Go some ahead. names in 2023 free agency. You ready? Yeah. James Harden. You want him? Nope. Yeah. Chris Middleton will never make it to free agency. They, they're not breaking him and Giannis up. Bradley Beal, maybe. We've been hearing he's going to be out for three years, and he's still never left Washington, so I don't buy that. Kyrie Irving, you want him? Nope. Kristaps Porzingis? I mean, he's no replacement for what we're talking about. Come on, man. Come on. No, I'm saying he's not a replacement for what we're talking about. Give me some more. You got anything else? Kevin Love? Nope. Andrew Wiggins? George, may may have to rebuild through the G League. What can I tell you? Nikola Jokic is never going to make it to 2023 free agency. He's going to sign an extension. Mm. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of great players. So this notion that, hey, we want to have space for 2023 for who is my question? I'm just saying that 2023 and beyond. Because at that point... You're going to have to... Well, okay. But my point is if you're... Cap, do you realize how stupid it is if you're going to let LeBron walk if you want to rebuild? Trade him for something. I hear what you're saying. Your point is made on me that if he signs the extension and you can move LeBron, if you can get somebody to take on his you can, 39 years. You can then years. tell LeBron, hey, look, this isn't if, if, it, you, it, look, if it doesn't work, right, you, you, you get him to sign the extension, with, which my guess is would mean Russ wouldn't be here prior to that. If, if that happens, then if it goes south again, you can just be like, all right, LeBron, you're under contract for two more years. How about we send you somewhere you want to go that gets you closer to a championship and we can get some assets in return because the cupboard is bare? Because that, to me, is smart management. I understand what you're saying, but, but just one thing you're, you're getting at is you're, you're making it sound as if LeBron won't sign the extension as long as Russ is here. I don't know that to be the case, but right. I, would, I wouldn't want to pl- play that game. Well, I mean, I would be going to LeBron and I'd be saying, hey, listen, what do you want to do here with him? You know, like, you wanted him here, we brought him here, obviously wait, didn't wait, work wait, wait, out. Wait. And then I would say, well, you also signed off on this, too. Okay, so so here's my and question. And by the so- way, it's your job. This is where Bill Oram got it wrong yesterday on his story. It's your job, okay? Because Bill's like, well, it shouldn't fall just on Rob Palinka to clean up the mess, even though they're all complicit. No, 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 no. 
That's where Bill's wrong. You know what LeBron is going to say and, and Rich Paul's going to say? Well, you're the GM, bro. It is kind of your job to clean it up and fix okay. it. Okay. All right. So I'll be Rob. You be, you be LeBron, okay? It doesn't – okay, go ahead. Okay, we'll, we'll, here it goes. Go. LeBron, LeBron, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think – look, man, I think we're going to have to keep Russ for the next year. And I'd, I'd really yeah. like you to sign the two-year extension. We'll try and move him during the year, but we're going to have to try and keep him because we just can't seem to move him. So you sign your extension – and we'll we'll work around this. What do you say, okay. LeBron? I, I'm going to have to think about this then. What's the think about? I'm going to have to think about it. I'm going to have to take time. I'm going to sit with my family, and we're going to discuss what's best for us. And then my team, we're all going to discuss what's best for uh, this situation, and we'll figure it out. But uh, you know, I I I feel like this this probably isn't going to work. So I I don't I don't know how to feel about this right now. So well, we're going to have to just kind of huddle up and figure it out. Well, I have a question, LeBron. Are you a champion? Uh, yeah, four times. Are you? Do you have the heart of a champion? <laughs> sure. Do you? Do you feel like you feel good about the way people are talking about you and us right now? No, no, absolutely not. So let's just fix it with what we've got, and let's um, prove the world no, wrong. I, I, I think that if you think we're going to bring back the same roster and it's going to work all of a sudden magically, then yeah, that that's not how this is going to work. No, I'm. I need your man Anthony Davis to be healthy for sixty games a well, year. That's Can you what, do that? You got to deal with that. That's not my. I'm not Anthony Davis. But, you talk to Anthony hi, Davis. He's your guy. You brought him here. No, 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 no. You talk to Anthony Davis. Don't talk to me about Anthony Davis. Oh well, you tell him what to do. I'm telling you, you tell him. No, that's not how this works. He's his own man. <laughs> Look, I think LeBron's going to sign the extension for everything you talked about because at least he's got that money. It's in his bank, if you will. And if it's not working out in year two, then LeBron can dictate. I'm sorry. Somebody just tweeted, and maybe we can get at the Kaplan method to consult the Lakers on the coach. <laughs> right, maybe he could bring the Kaplan method. <laughs> Very good. Who tweeted that? At QPP Network. Way to go, at QPP. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good network. I like that network. Yeah. I know. This right, Lakers thing, it's just We've still. got uh, the Lombardi Party Trophy. Uh, the Lombardi Trophy Party, so Lombardi Party uh, with Mason on May 12th. We've got a bunch of st- uh, passes to give away to that. You'll, if you win this, you'll get Rams gear, souvenirs, all that stuff. But you get to party with Mason at Hollywood Park Casino on May 12th. Uh, you and a guest. Callers 5 and 9 right now to 877-710-ESPN will win passes to the Lombardi Party with Steve Mason at Hollywood Park Casino on May 12th. Callers 5 and 9, 877-710-ESPN. We'll have two winners, 877-710-3776. Radio Tinder coming up in two minutes. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
you know, I actually used to watch Mr. Ed when I was really little. It was on like Nick at Night, and I was just yeah. like amazed at the fact that this horse was moving its mouth until someone told me they used uh, strings. Yeah. yeah. So so disappointed in that. Yeah. Hey George, quick update for you before we get to Radio Tinder. And yeah. Excuse me, Lindsay Baseball. I have just officially been followed by Scott Kaplan at the Kaplan Method. He's followed All me. All right. There you go. Yep. All right. Big stuff. Yeah, it is big. Big day. <laughs> big day for you, Cap. Big day, Linz. You're right. <laughs> big day. Yeah, followed by wow. the Kaplan Method. Woo! Right. The Kaplan Method is now following me. Hey, you listen. Is there, is there an at unique method? Is there an at Lindsay baseball method? No, just follow oh, yeah. at unique. And at Lind- well, underscore, and at, you know, Lindsay Baseball. That's it. You don't got to worry about nobody else. No methods? Mm-mm. This guy's a method man. <laughs> you are just full of them today, huh? Mm, I'm feeling it today. All right, well, Linz, what do you got? Speaking of big deals or big people or whatever you want to say, Nick Lachey has finally been deemed cool by his three kids thanks to his stint dressing up as a pig on live TV. So the 98 Degrees singer appeared on Ellen on Friday where – the dad was asked if his kids know who he is. He said that his kids don't care about his boy band superstardom, and they didn't think that he was cool at all until they saw him competing on The Masked Singer. So this had me wondering, you guys both have kids. Do your kids think that you're cool? Swipe left or swipe right? Cap? Um, I'm going to swipe right and say that I think that my kids think that I'm cool. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't yes. think your kids think you're cool. They're too old. I'm not saying that they... They probably thought you were cool like 10 years ago. Although, I will tell you this. It's kind of like the Nick Lachey thing. Nick is talking about how in his boy band days, the kids didn't think that was so cool. But now the mass Singer, they think is cool. My kids, they used to think I was cool. And then they stopped thinking I was cool. And then they started to see those, those banners, the Sedano and Cap banners around the Staples Center and around downtown L.A., and my kids are like, Dad, that's so cool. They see those, those banners up at the Lakers game. They're like, that's so awesome. So now there's a part of them that does think I'm cool in some way. That is kind of cool. Um, I don't think my kids are old enough to figure that out. My, my oldest is starting to kind of figure it out. She asked me the other day if I was famous, and I said no. Um, oh, and, that's uh, adorable. But, uh, yeah, I told her no. And, uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm not famous. But wait, but the, what prompted um, it? What prompted it? Because, I mean, she saw you on TV. I feel like that's, like. Right. You know, I think I mean, now it's, like, she's starting to figure out as, like, my wife is watching the games. Like, oh, yeah, there's my dad. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think. And, you know, we'll, sometimes I'll get home and I'll have ESPN on. And, like, on a day I have around the horn, or I did around the horn, I'll be on. And then she'll be like, did you win or lose? And then if I lose, she gets really upset. She's like, like not like upset that I lost, upset at me because I didn't win. Like, you weren't good enough. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, what is wrong um, with you? Yeah, and I'm like, well, blame Tony Reale. You know, like, it's not my fault. Um, so I, she's sort of starting to think I'm cool. But, again, still way too young. And the three-year-old, I mean, he doesn't even know. Hey, Julia. I, mean, I don't know. I guess he thinks I'm cool because I'm, cool? I'm just his dad. Like, that's just it. You know, My three-year-old, you know who he loves? Who? Stephen A. Oh, yeah. He loves. I've told this to Stephen A. He walks into my room in the morning, and, the, like, I usually have first take on. And he'll walk in, and he'll, like, Stephen A's here. And I'm, like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Stephen That's A's funny. I'm trying to find out for my 15-year-old daughter if she thinks I'm cool or not. What'd you say? Well, she's not even talking to me, so I guess that kind of answers it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. 
She thought you were cool. She'd definitely be paying attention when hey, you yell her name. You think I'm cool? She said, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. cool. I think that cool. probably was her way of saying, leave me alone. Good yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Probably. All right, next. All right, anyway, but 90 degrees. Shout out to Nick Lachey, 90 degrees. Because By the way, you want to know, you think that was adorable? You want to hear a great, adorable seven-year-old story? Yeah, let me yes. hear it. So yesterday, my car got dinged up, right? Um, a little dent in the front on the spoiler. And I was furious. Like, I was just like, mother bleeper, I just got this damn car. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was, I didn't say that in front of her, but I was clearly upset. So all of a sudden, I'm walking back to the, towards my home office where I'm working out of. And she comes up to me. She goes, hold on, I got something for you. So it's like this, like, a regular piece of paper, like, you know, loose leaf paper. And it's folded up, and it's got a, it's something written on it. It says, this is for you. And I open it up, and there's money in it from her piggy bank. <laughs> Oh, and adorable. she's like, and you open the note says, this is so you can fix your car. And I said, honey, oh. I really appreciate it. It's very cute. Oh How much? God, so How much sweet. was in there? I don't know. It was probably like 15 bucks or something. No, like I just, the reason change. I ask is because I just wonder. There was a $10 bill and some right. ones. <laughs> right. Like, you wonder what a seven-year-old girl thinks. Like, here, Dad, this 15 bucks will help fix your dent in your car. That's cute. Right. That's adorable. adorable. Now, that's cute. But that yeah, is that cute. That was funny. Yeah. Right, Nick Lachey. I love Nick Lachey. So does Chris Morales. And we didn't go to the concert, which I will forever regret. But anyway, so a woman went viral for saying that from now on, if she places an Instacart order and she sees that the shopper is a man, she will immediately cancel the order. So she said this all on TikTok and then elaborated by comparing female shoppers to male shoppers and said that the women will message you about like an out of stock item and potential substitutions, whereas men generally just pick poor replacements and don't even ask you about it. She also added that female shoppers actually try to communicate with customers in regards to directions and instructions and other, you know. So you're saying that the the person who uses Instacart is Mm -hmm. rejects it if it's going to be a male person shopping for them as opposed to a female. Okay, that is correct. So do you generally agree with this sentiment? Because I have thoughts. Swipe left or swipe right, Okay, Sedano. Can, can I go first? Yeah, I, I, I will swipe left on that because I use Instacart for my mom, okay? Um, my mom is in her mid-80s now. And, you know, ever since the pandemic, that's how we would get her the groceries. So we've just continued doing that. It's just, she's, she's, not, she's, she's too old to be going to the grocery store by herself. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not a thing for her anymore, I believe. So, um this is way easier. So I do it all the time. And whether it's male or female, I tend to get pretty good service from Instacart. And I use it every week for my mom. I'm going to swipe right and admit that I've never used Instacart. Okay. so then I you mean, that's you not that surprising. Speak. No, I've never used it. Um, I didn't even really. Is it a grocery shopping app? Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. an app that you can do groceries from. They go to some. They go. There's pharmacies. I think they even do Costco, right? I could mm-hmm. be wrong about they that. They do Costco. I mean, yep. Yeah. There's. It's just an app. It's just like. It's like, Ubers for people buying sh- shopping for you, basically. That's but why? But why would you not use like the grocery store or like Costco directly? What's Instacart's deal? Some don't like with Costco. You can order and they can ship it to you. But then if you want it that day oh. or in two hours, you know they do Instacart. So Instacart is just like, hey, I'm going to go get it's this stuff for you. Instant, instant yeah. shopping. Mm-hmm. Laura, what do you think? Cart. What's your experience with the guys versus the, the women? Honestly, I don't care. I've used, I've had female and male, and it hasn't been an issue. So I don't know what her deal is. Yeah, so I'm looking at Instacart right now. So it's got grocery stores, Costco, 
Walgreens, CVS, Total Wine, Sprouts, Aldi, Ooh, Target, Petco, Sephora for the ladies. Oh, um, Sephora. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've got – and there's more. I bet those those are the ones I'm seeing here right now. Yeah. I would say Sephora. Just use Sephora and pick it up. It's so much easier. But that just Sephora seems like – their that, own instant delivery yeah, now, though. Yeah. They do? I did not know that. But let me ask you guys a question. If, if you ordered an Uber and you uh-huh. saw that the driver was male – Versus the driver being female, would you be like, oh, no, 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 I don't do guy drivers. Guy drivers some don't drive do. as well. Some, some, some women, women do, that do, do that. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't uh, care. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever order a massage? Yeah, I don't really care if it's a guy or a girl. If I if they oh, ask okay. me my well, preference. if they That's they, not true. You just said a week ago we asked you this very question, and you said that you prefer women. Right. You I, you that's what I just was about to say. Doing it. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. I don't really care, but if you ask me my preference, I'd rather have a female. But guys are strong and professional and I mean, listen, don't get me wrong, man. There's some girls with some strong-ass hands out there. But um, <laughs> but if, if you ask me my choice, I'd much rather have a female than a male, but I'm, I'm not opposed to having a male massage me. I don't mind it. Well, I brought this whole story up because I think that this woman, now I'm not just saying every, every male Instacart shopper is bad, but I think as somebody who uses Instacart a lot, like once a week, because I just don't go grocery shopping, it's, it's something I became used to during the pandemic. I think she's right about the details because I've had a lot of issues with, I think it's men specifically where they just throw in a replacement. Whereas a lot of times in my experience, women will be like, Oh, they don't have this and here. And they'll show you a picture of the shelf and be like, but they have all these other kinds. Is there one that you would like to choose from guys? Never do that. I, I, well, I I've had both. I've had experience. Maybe women do it more if I had to think back, but I've had men do that for me too on Instacart when I have shop for my mom. Yeah. I mean, I just think, feel like women, and I'm probably generalizing too much, but I feel like they pay a little bit more attention to detail. I mean, those are true facts. Well, that's yeah. a general mm-hmm. rule. I would give you that. Yes. Yeah, that's I just mean, in life. Like, yeah, on, yeah. On this show, like, I feel like that's a fairly accurate assessment if you just look at the two of you versus the two of us. Yeah, for I mean, sure. it's just real life, yeah. 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 All right, last one, Linz. All right, last one here. So uh, Cardi B, she said that she's sick of being <laughs> the spotlight. So much so that she feels like God has cursed her with fame. Earlier today, she went on IG Live to say that she's completely fed up with being under constant scrutiny just because she's a celebrity. <laughs> Here is a little clip of her long rant of what she said. Have you ever, like, uh, on 11-11 make a wish? Oh, and yeah. you guys be like, I wish I was rich and famous? Don't wish to be famous, bro. Y'all don't want fame. Once you be in fame, once you become famous, you you not you can't be yourself. You can't joke. You can't say it's nothing. You can this and that. You can't correct nobody. You can't do nothing. I'm really a prisoner of fame. Ooh. Yeah. So she she went on and on and on about how how much it sucks being famous and how everybody's always she's saying like she's always in trouble. Would you guys ever want to be as famous as Cardi B? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Sedano. Swipe left. No, I don't want to be. I'm with her. Be rich. Don't be famous. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's a way better. That's a way, that's a way better formula for uh like like a good fun life. Yeah. Because famous people are tugging at you. People are gonna tug at you if you're rich, but there's gonna be way more people tugging at you if you're famous. Um, and there's a lot of layers that you have to create in those scenarios. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I think that, you know, fame comes with a price. Most people don't become rich without becoming famous. You know what I mean? It, I'm not saying it, that it can't happen the other way, but more times than not, I feel like it's the, it's, it's fame becomes the riches, you know? 
Well, let me tell you this. Um, being rich and famous, great, seems like. Seems like it'd be great. Um, being rich and not being famous seems like really awesome. And being famous and broke got to suck, okay? Because well, everybody thinks... a lot of that, though, I feel like. Well, but everybody thinks you're it. You know, you're like, oh, wow, you're so famous. Must be loaded, you know? So I'm just saying, rich without famous, ideal. Rich and famous, really good. Famous and broke sucks. But Cardi B, that's... Um, I like her whole thing, you know? I like her. I like her whole talk there. I like what when did she you says. Say, I said I've always said Ryan Seacrest money without Ryan Seacrest fame. That's the mm. goal. Really, yeah. Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. money, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's the yeah, guy. He's huh? got. He's he's super rich. But I will say about him, you don't really see like, and I don't know if it's because of how he lives his private life, because I guess I just don't know that much about it. But like, he's not somebody that you see a lot of on like social media and like the paparazzi and never stuff see like him. that. Never you know, see like, Ryan Seacrest. He's famous. He's like super famous because of like he's on TV all the time and he's got a you know he's got movies. He's a big famous producer. But I feel like his celebrity is just a little bit more like, I will, toned down. I will tell you a story off air, and uh, the, Why? the reason because it's a long. T- t- but tell it also, on air. No, but also he can't do normal things. Like he can't go to the store. He what is he? Michael Jackson. Morning. Really? Yeah, but he's pretty. Come fa- on. He's pretty recognizable. Cap. Like, yeah. He, he Ryan Seacrest can't go stuff. to the grocery store. No, for real? I feel like he probably can't. Everybody wow. knows who he is. Yeah. Tell you, you right now, if Cardi B, know who he is? If, if Cardi B were right next to me buying cream cheese, yeah. I'd be like checking her out. But I'd be like, I don't know who she is, but like, she looks like something count. cool. You don't. You wouldn't you even know count, if you saw you don't Madonna. Yeah. You don't. You don't know anybody. No, that's not true. Madonna were next to me. We got. I would know. Instacart shoppers that are uh, chiming in. We'll do that on the other side. We're uh, also I want to get to um, the Dodgers and Giants series. I want to touch on that and the Rams. By the way, we'll be collaborating with the Dodgers too. We'll have that for you on the other side. Radio Tinder is presented by our new sponsor and our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold or visit their website. TequilaMandala.com, and do what I do, demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. We're back in two minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I love Frankie Valley. You ever see that play, The Jersey Boys? Yeah. You see the show, the Broadway show, or you see the movie? The uh, I've seen both, the Broadway show and the movie. Broadway show's great. Love that show, Jersey Boys. Love Frankie Valley. Did did I hear Chris say that today is National Teacher Day? Yep. Yep. Well, shout out to teachers, man. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you talk about like the the most underappreciated profession on the planet. Seriously, shout out to teachers. George, who's your all time favorite teacher? Tell us your deal. So there's two. Uh, there's a lady named Miss Cabrera who was mm-hmm. my high school homeroom teacher. She was the Spanish teacher to all the people who were non-Spanish speakers. 
Um, and she kept the peace in my school um, amongst all the different uh, ethnicities and male versus female and all that stuff. She was that person. Um, she was unbelievable, an unbelievable woman. I still talk to her occasionally to this day. And um, I, uh, I had her because when I did, we were joking about the Hall of Fame thing I did in my high school. She was the person that walked me out. I wanted her to walk me out. Nice. So Miss Cabrera, you said, and you said you had a second one? And then my other one was Miss Gonzalez, my third grade teacher, who still, still, like, tweets me. Like, she tweets me. She's been <laughs> tweeting me forever. And, um, and she looks, I mean, she's, I mean, 40 years, you know, whatever, 30 years, 40 years older. And um, she, she looks great. Like, That's she funny. looks incredible. I, um, and she's, she tweet. I follow her on Twitter. She follows me on Twitter. Yeah. She's always been like a super like fan. Like, I love it. I That's love cool. it. She remembered who I was, you know? Yeah. I, I have two teachers also, but I also, but I keep in touch with a bunch of my teachers on <clears throat> Facebook. That's right. I'm still on Facebook. That's right. Um, but my first one, you, you're not going to be surprised by either of these. My first one, her te- my teacher's name was Arlene Gershberg. And she was my debate coach for four years in high school. And um, I got in trouble my senior year of high school when me and my best friend actually stole her car, which we didn't think was stealing. We just thought what? it was borrowing. We just that thought we were borrowing like episode her car. Of Saved by the Bell. Like, I stole my teacher's car. <laughs> yeah, but again, again, just, just to keep in mind here, we thought we were borrowing the car. She thought we stole the car. So by the time we got back to the school, not only were both of our mothers there and the police were there. I mean, we got into all kinds of trouble. It was a disaster. But Miss Gershberg, that was my debate coach in high school. And then... My other teacher, Miss Arena, Val Arena was her name, and she was like my multimedia teacher in high school. And these two women, insanely influential in my life. And here we are, I graduated high school in 1988. Laura, what year were you born? 1988. Yep. So here we are all these years later, and shout out to those two great teachers. Anybody else want to shout it out? Do it. I have a few. I I mean, like, I have for sure Miss Vidrio and Miss Hiron, which were my Spanish teachers and. High school, they were great, kind of similar to Sedano's. They kept the peace with everybody, and they were cool with everybody. They were amazing. I know they're still teaching high school. And a college professor of mine who's actually in radio, PJ Butta, love him to death. He's so a cool PJ guy. Butta? Yeah. Shout out. You just wanted to say that so bad. Kevin. PJ Butta, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I'm going to have a PJ and Butta sandwich. You know? No. no what it sounds no, like. No, no, Because no. he's a radio guy. His uh, voice is smooth like butter. Oh. Oh, that is a great radio name too. Yeah, I'm PJ, PJ Butter. Like that goes good. <laughs> and then PJ's is uh his yeah. initials, yep. That's cool. Well, shout out to teachers out there. Lynn, you got anybody? Um, I would say my favorite teacher was Mr. Gargano, who got me into journalism. I took I took his English class and his journalism class, and he actually like I think he still lives out here. He moved to Burbank and he worked at like the performing center per, center of the performing arts something like that. But Anyway, he was the one who like got me into journalism, and that's when I interviewed Brian Winhurst when I was in high school, like writing for the 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 paper. I had dinner with Brian Winhurst on Saturday. Yeah, he's he was like a you know up and coming reporter for the Akron Beacon Journal back when I was in high school. Hmm. Yeah. Brian's you ever do anything like that, George? You ever steal a teacher's car? I, I literally stole my <laughs> teacher's car, but it was not intended to be stealing. It wasn't. It was not supposed to be Grand Theft Auto. It was supposed to be borrowing. You know? So how did you think it was borrowing, but she thought it was stealing? It sounds like you didn't tell her you were borrowing it, which is the definition of stealing. Yeah, she said to me and my, my friend Andrew, she said, um, I need you guys to go out to my car and get something for me. And we said, okay, well, we'll go get it for you, but we're going to go to McDonald's. What do you want? 
and she, like, I think thought that we were joking, and we left, and we went to McDonald's. And then not only did we go to McDonald's, we picked up a lot of food for friends that were elsewhere. So we were just driving around town for, like, 30, 40 minutes, dropping off McDonald's to people. And uh, by the time we got back to the school, like I said, cops were there. My mother was there. My mother's like, you stole your teacher's car? How could you do such a thing? You know? And I was like, Ma, I didn't steal the car, Ma. All right? It was, I borrowed the car. She's like, no, the police are here. You're going to go to jail. You're not going to go to college. Look what you've done. You know? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I borrowed the car. I didn't steal the car. And anyway, it all got worked out. Nice. You got to be like kind of crazy to to take your, you know, the liberty of a, a discussion like that with your teacher to go and just take her car. That's crazy. Yeah. It's cap. Yeah. I know my friend at the time, he had a broken leg and he wasn't walking around on crutches. He was walking around with a cane. So it was like, you know, it was like, I don't know. He, he was like limping around like a kickstand with his one leg, you know, and driving around getting McDonald's. Like I said, by the time I got back to the school, dude. I mean, the cops were just everywhere. I mean, like, like, what did I do? I took your car. Not that big a deal. That's so funny. Just took a car for a joyride. No big deal. I only stole a car. It's only like a class whatever felony. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have tried me as an adult because I was a, I was 18 by then. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Did you get, like, suspended or anything? Or was it just I, like, oh, this is a misunderstanding? I had to do, like, a big Saturday detention where I uh, had to, like, paint the school. It was actually quite enjoyable, and I felt like I really contributed to the school that weekend. So I was happy about it, as a matter of fact. That's funny. Hey, real quick, let me pay off what we were talking about here. Yeah, um, which part? Because we only have a couple minutes. So cool thing. Um, Lindsay, tell us real quick about the Rams and Dodgers collaboration here coming up. Oh, well, tonight is Rams night at the Dodgers game. So uh, Cooper Cup is going to be throwing out the first pitch, and they're going to have the Lombardi Trophy there where I guess you can line up and sign up to uh, get pictures with the Lombardi Trophy. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. I like that. Um, and then um, let me ask you a question, Cap. Yeah. Do you? And we can continue this on the other side because I'd love to hear from the audience a little bit. And I'll, I, I'd love to hear from Lindsay and Laura on this. Do you want your rival, like in this case, clearly the Dodgers and Giants are rivals. Like, Do you like that the Giants are good if you're a Dodger fan? I do. I do, because if the Giants are the Arizona Diamondbacks, that's not fun. But if the Giants... You're saying as bad as the Diamondbacks have been. Right, I mean, if if you're the Dodgers and you're the first-place team and you own the division and the Diamondbacks are the the bottom of the barrel of the division, well, that's not fun. But if the Giants are good and the Dodgers are good and you're battling for the division like it was last year, I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I have friends who are like, no, I want my rival to suck. And I'm like, but that's not fun if they stink. Like, you, yeah, if you crush them, I guess the one time you play them or whatever, or the series you play them, I guess that's fun. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like, after a while, it's kind of like the, you know, Wiley Coyote and the uh, Roadrunner. You know what I mean? Like, you want there to be, like, some, some actual stakes, I feel like. You know, like last year when they played in the playoffs, that was awesome. Yeah. Right, because not only are you rivals with this other franchise, with this other city, but here we are in the postseason. And as I recall, the storyline last year was it was the first time the Giants and the Dodgers had ever met in the postseason. Is that right? Does that, does that story Correct. sound familiar to everybody? Yeah. So that made it even that much more exciting. 
I mean, the battle down the stretch last year, who was going to win the division? We were arguing about who do you pitch when or do you, you sit guys because you're not going to win the division or do you go for it? I mean, that was exciting last year, and it wouldn't have been as, it wouldn't have been as exciting if it would have been the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. It was because it was the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's awesome that the Dodgers and Giants are playing meaningful games the entire season. Like I, I, I think to me, that's how I would want it. But we'll open it up to the people on the other side at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, the Lakers are going back in the time machine. We'll tell you what that's all about as well. Stick around. We're back in two minutes and ten seconds.